Hey, Zabe here from my bookie, the official sports book of the Zabecast. Real payouts, real customer service, absolutely rock solid place to get your sweet action on when it comes to sports. What a glorious time we're in right now. NFL is going, college football is going, about to add in the Big Ten and the Pac 12. Baseball playoffs are here every single night. There is no shortage of games to watch or bet on, and you need to get on with my bookie. Whatever it is you like to bet, Lay low and then wham, hit them with a big right hook of a bet or maybe just dabble or have a little bit here, a little bit there. Do it from your phone. It's so convenient. Play some parlays, underdog parlays. Make meaningless games meaningful for you by putting a little something something on it and go to mybookie.com to do it. When you sign up, use the promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to a thousand bucks. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start in your winning season. Read the rules and regulations so you understand how the bonus payout works, and you're on your way. Promo code ZABE to claim that bonus when you make your deposit. Stacked UFC cards, the Masters coming up, presidential prop bets. Oh, it is sweet action all over the place. MyBookie.com, the official and reputable and rock solid sports book of this, the ZABEcast. Today on the Zabecast, Notorious J-A-Y, a day early, and boy do we have a lot to cover. Michael Thomas punches a teammate. Was that wrong? We got your all-time sports fights edition, plus a cougar attack, a Padres stabbed, and of course, he's got Haskins' thoughts. All that plus a once great nation now run by rambling old men. Your high test, not street legal, 30-minute dose of pure me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Oh, here we go! Wednesday, October 14th, 2020. Thank you for downloading. Heck of a game last night on Monday Night Football. Drew Brees and the Saints escape. And this kid, Justin Herbert, looks like he is the real deal. I say looks like because we don't know. It's a very small sample size. And there have been quarterbacks who have come out blazing and they have cooled off considerably. And they've had their ups and downs. So let's not get ahead of ourselves, but it's pretty impressive some of the plays that he can make. And it is also very hard as a woofed fan to look at him and think, well, Haskins can't, he hasn't shown the ability to really do that. I mean, it flashes at times, but not so much like Herbert showed again on Monday night. And he did it with um, one of his best receivers, Keenan Allen, out of the game after the first touchdown pass, and he had to make do, and Austin Eckler not in the game, he had to make do. All I could think about was, well, he is good, but a lot of people thought he wouldn't be. He was drafted after two. He did go sixth overall. Many of the pundits thought, meh, when it came to him as a pro prospect. But he's in a real organization. That's the thing. See, the Chargers do have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, and Hunter Henry, and other top flight weapons. They've got a real coach, a serious coach, not a guy who thinks he is some you know, I'm going to change the culture in here. Anthony Lynn wasn't talking about changing the culture every day when he got hired in San Diego. It's about winning games, coaching up players, extracting talent from the roster. And the Spanos family, one of the worst ownership families in the NFL. And they're doing it with that. Sucked that the money badger missed on that 50-yarder. I like him as a player. I like the nickname. Can't 
kind of hard to have that nickname, though, when you miss an extra point and the game winner. Indoors, no fans. Should have made that one. Oh, but it hit the upright, and it almost ticked it. It was a miss. Misses are misses. End of story. I do think Money Badger is a great nickname, even though he's trademarked it. Who knows? Who knows how much cash he's going to make on Money Badger through T-shirts, mugs, keychains, etc. I doubt it'll be very much. But he, someone said you got to you got to trademark that. That's yeah, that's your nickname. You got to do that, man. All right, you know it costs a couple thousand to trademark it. Yeah, but we're going to make more in T-shirts. Make more kicks. I do like Money Badger and I like Mapletron. The fact that Chase Claypool, who's from Canada, has been nicknamed already Mapletron with the Steelers, mwah, fantastic. Talk more about Mapletron with Jay coming up in just a second. So it was a hell of a game on the field on Monday, but now the real game begins. The Saints announced on Tuesday they would explore the possibility of moving some of their home games to nearby LSU, Tiger Stadium, a.k.a. Death Valley, in order to at least have some fans in the stands. The governor of Louisiana has said, we want some fans, at least 25% in the in the stands. We're good with that. We give our approval at the state level, but the mayor of New Orleans has said, nope, no fans for you. And it turns out that the mayor is apparently angling to get more money from the state of Louisiana when it comes to federal relief dollars for the city in coronavirus relief dollars. And there it is. Politics and money, once again. Oh, it's not science. Not even sciencey science. She she pointed out in a statement that no closed air, no closed roof indoor facilities open yet in the NFL to any fans. Okay. So you're saying 10,000 fans in a 75,000-seat arena with good ventilation, masks, social distancing, that's – where's your science? Do you have any work to show on this, or is it just you're going to fall back on nobody else is doing it? Of course, she's angling for money, politics and money. Why the politics? Because that's where the money comes from. So you angle hard for it, and we'll see what happens. I don't know what the NFL is going to do on this. There is word that a number of NFL owners are starting to get very agitated – at the barriers, local, county, statewide, whatever. The layers of bureaucracy preventing these owners from having at least some fans in the stands. And, of course, the coaches want the fans in the stands because they're playing some places, like Texas, that has them. That has them? That have fans. That has fans. And it's a disadvantage. Big one? Eh, Depends. I said a long time ago, and you guys remember because you remember the things I said. I don't have to constantly remind you, but I will ring the bell on this one. I said way back in the spring, I go, listen up, NBA. I said, listen up, owners. Fauci is not your friend. Fauci and his ilk are not your friend. They don't care about your sports ball games. They'll keep you shut down for fucking ever. They don't care. They look at you like asshole billionaires who have already gotten too many tax breaks in a free stadium. He is not your friend. They are not your friend. You better start shaking. You better start agitating for all that you can as soon as you can because it's going to be a house-to-house, street-to-street, uphill battle to get your place fully open again. And now here we are. The Saints are threatening to move to Baton Rouge. Wonder what Goodell will say about it. From under his desk, of course, 
Well, you know, we would like to keep our teams in our respective communities whenever possible. Hold on. Let me get closer so you can hear this from under the desk. I wonder television-wise if it would matter to the networks. Any more work required to bring in their trucks, run their wires, set up their cameras? Not like LSU doesn't have TV there every single week. On CBS, it wouldn't be that hard, right? You think? Maybe? Who knows? The Titans have added fans tonight for their Tuesday night game that's finally being played. The Eagles are adding fans this weekend. Eventually, they all will. It's only a matter of how fast. And if you want to know why this pandemic is political or seems political, it's because, as Rahm Emanuel once said, the chief of staff for Clinton, was it, or Obama, never let a good crisis go to waste. I think it was Obama. Never let a good crisis go to waste. In fact, the phrase may have predated Rahm Emanuel, but he said it famously early on in Obama's uh, first term. And that's true in politics. It's bad for the citizenry because the politicians love it when there's a crisis. They get to jump in and do stuff. When the normal order of life is upended or frozen or, in this case, seized by the government at multiple levels, oh, once you got it, once you got to buy the balls, once you got to buy the short hairs, you can do a lot. You can do a lot to extort people and entities for what you want. Concessions here, a two-cent tax there, and blah, 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 whatever. And power, anyone who studied politics, history, and knows how the real world works, whether it's your local business, your, the place you work at, the mundane, Dunder Mifflin-like corporate setting, power has a corruption to it, and it has a lust for itself that is self-feeding. Most of the time, it takes strong, self-aware bosses and leaders to be able to resist that self-feeding, I want more. I want more authority. People who have it crave more of it. And they're usually totally unaware of how it's manifesting itself. They think, no, I'm not power hungry. I just want to protect the citizens or whatever it is you want to do. As Littlefinger said in Game of Thrones, nerd! Chaos is a ladder. Chaos is a ladder. Remember that through all of this. Chaos, which we are currently in, is a ladder. It's a ladder for certain states out of bad budget holes they've made for themselves because, oops, we want to elect a guy that will promise us a federal bailout. That would make things really good. Get a lot of money from Uncle Sam. It's a ladder out of a losing campaign. It's a ladder to a higher position in politics. Chaos is a ladder. The NFL is now clamping down on coronavirus. They're really going hard. Face shields are no longer enough. Sorry, Andy Reid. You'll have to wear a mask and a face shield unless you are a play caller. The NFL has granted an exception there saying play callers can only wear a shield if they want. (laughs) Great. Because the virus knows who's a play caller and who's not a play caller, and it'll uh, respect those limitations accordingly, right? Face shields are not enough. And get this. A player who is in contact with a so-called high-risk positive must now sit and hunker down for five days minimum in isolation, even if they are negative themselves and asymptomatic. If they follow through on this, and this could happen to a star quarterback four, five, six times going down the road, 
oh, you, somebody was positive. You were close to him. He's high, high profile, high risk or whatever they call it. You're out for five days. Well, shit, the game is in four days. What the hell? Sorry. Them's the rules. Do you think they're going to let Aaron Rodgers sit out four games in a row? Or four, you know, every other game? Oh, well, hey, got it. Hit it again. Be interesting if the NFL actually does this and follows through before this is just a new aspirational policy that they are going to quickly abandon. Oh, and I guess you should know about this. You probably do already because you're smart listeners and you're aware of what's going on in the world. Another vaccine trial has just been halted. AstraZeneca uh, put their trial on temporary hold as of September 6th. And according to, oh, I'm sorry, that's the old one. Johnson & Johnson had a trial. They just put that on hold. Back in September, AstraZeneca put their trial on hold. And apparently it's in limbo because the most recent article about what's going on there is from October 6th. So it's still pretty dated. There's not a lot of information. Nobody's really covering it. Never before have we developed a vaccine for a coronavirus type of virus in that family. In part because we haven't had the need to, but also because it's hard. It's tricky, apparently, from what I've read. And we're going to do this, what, in seven months, eight months, warp speed? We're going to throw our money at it, throw our best and our brightest at it. And the politicians are terrible at promising this stuff, and that includes Trump. Trump is terrible saying, vaccines coming soon. The fuck do you know? The fuck does anyone know? If you're smart, you'd plan on and expect there to be never a vaccine. And one more thing, and then we'll get to Jay. On the politics of coronavirus. So they did a poll. This is Gallup. Gallup poll. August to September of this year. They asked the following questions. They broke them down by Democratic men, Democratic women, Republican men, Republican women. Worried about getting coronavirus. Democrat men, 77 Republican men, 20. Democrat women, 80. Republican women, 29. Always practicing social distancing. Democratic men, 54. Republican men, 19. Avoiding events with large crowds. Democratic men, 89. Republican men, 48. The women split is 89-60 on that one. Always wear a mask in indoor settings when you can't socially distance. Democratic men, 90. Republican men, 40. Democratic women, 93. Republican women, 56. Now, it just depends. If you are a Democrat, I doubt you're listening right now, you're probably saying, yeah, you fucking Republicans are morons, and that's why we're not through this. Republicans or conservatives will say, well, I can't help it that you're scared. I can't help it that you are not able to comprehend the relative numbers and see through some of the fear porn and misinformation that is out there. But hey, if you want to wear a mask, great. It's the point of, oh no, I have to wear a mask as well. And their side, your side that believes in masks will say, it's it's not anything to ask. It's not tyranny. Put the damn mask on. Put the mask on. That's what they say on social media. Mask today. Who knows what tomorrow? Hey, Zabe here from my bookie, the official sports book of the Zabecast. Real payouts, real customer service, absolutely rock solid place to get your sweet action on. 
when it comes to sports. What a glorious time we're in right now. NFL is going. College football is going. About to add in the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Baseball playoffs are here every single night. There is no shortage of games to watch or bet on, and you need to get on with my bookie. Whatever it is you like to bet, lay low and then wham, hit them with a big right hook of a bet, or maybe just dabble or have a little bit here, a little bit there. Do it from your phone. It's so convenient. Play some parlays, underdog parlays. Make meaningless games meaningful for you by putting a little something-something on it. And go to mybookie.com to do it. When you sign up, Use the promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to 1000 bucks. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start in your winning season. Read the rules and regulations so you understand how the bonus payout works, and you're on your way. Promo code ZABE to claim that bonus when you make your deposit. Stacked UFC cards. The Masters coming up. Presidential prop bets. Oh, it is sweet action all over the place. MyBookie.com, the official and reputable and rock-solid sports book of this, the Zabecast. All right, let's talk to Notorious, J-A-Y. Not, not, notorious, notorious. Come on now, Jay. I'm here. I'm <laughs> waiting for my music to kick in. Like a wrestler. There we go. Can you hear it? I can hear it. There you go. I will uh, not keep you from your online poker on a <laughs> Tuesday night. Did no. You get the joke? I didn't that's get the from, joke. Oh, that's from uh, Step Brothers. Oh, okay. Oh, damn, well, okay. Jay is uh, a day early this week, but we got plenty to talk about, and we are enjoying a rare treat known as Tuesday Football Night NFL. Tuesday. I mean, you know what I'm watching? I'm watching baseball. Sorry. Well, that's quite okay. The baseball's been good. We can talk about that today, but uh, either way, lots to get to. I wanted to start with this Michael Thomas fight. He just tweeted tonight. He's like, I ain't starting. I ain't trying to set down no rumors or something like that. First, I've heard from him since he was benched for apparently getting in a fight with a cornerback on his team. It got me to thinking, Jay, of all-time sports <coughs> fights, and to me, nothing tops Daryl Strawberry and that little piece of shit Lenny Dykstra at the team photo in oh, spring right. training. Do you remember I, that? I remember that. That's <laughs> you mean you mean sports fights between teammates. Well, as opposed to what were you thinking when I said all time sports I, fights? I'm thinking of fights, not boxing matches. I'm talking about teammate fights, but also like for example, I called up the picture of Larry Bird and Dr. J. Great one. I mean, iconic hands on each other's throats. Just Uh, (laughs) Mike, there's two that come to mind for me from baseball. Braves and Padres in 1984. And I remember that vividly because it was on a Saturday and we had just gotten cable that day. Oh, wow. Wow. What a day. What a day that must have been in your life. Oh. Braves Padres, I'll watch this. And Pasquale Perez dotted Alan Wiggins with the first pitch, and it was on. They had, they, by the way, Pasquale Perez went eight innings in that game and got the win, but he got, well, he got thrown at by every Padres pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> and they had four different fights. The last one with Craig Nettles, I'm sorry, Craig Nettles and Don, 
the late Donnie Moore. Wow. It was just, yeah. Good and, stuff. And How about Orioles and the Mariners, 1994. That when Cal got hurt. Yeah. And the streak almost stopped because of that. Some base brawls are really just a lot of milling around. Yeah, no punching. That yeah. that one you referenced was especially nasty. It was like sharks and jets. It was serious shit. There was multiple serious fights, hardcore fights breaking out at one time. I remember how that thing looked. It was wild. Um, what about uh um, By the way, here's the Daryl Strawberry fight with Keith Hernandez. I said it was Lenny Dykstra. It was Keith Hernandez, Team Photo Day. For those of you who may have missed it earlier, Daryl Strawberry and Keith Hernandez <laughs> went at each other with fists this morning as the Mets were assembling for a team photo. <laughs> Several other Mets jumped into the fray to break it up with Bobby Ojeda and Terry Lee trying to... Bobby Ojeda! Yeah. Trying also to calm Daryl down. What started the fight was apparently Daryl's frustration over his contract dispute with the Mets. And he took it out on Hernandez and catcher Gary Carter saying to them, why should I want to take a team picture with you two overpaid guys who do nothing? <laughs> Is that Russ Salzberg? Oh, God. I You know what? It's channel. Uh, it might have been. I think I, I sound like Russ Salzberg. Sorry, the quality is not very good. But it's still, no, it's still funny. For those of you who may have missed it earlier, Daryl Strawberry and I think that's what it sounds like Russ Salzberg. Anyway, I mean, that was real. That was real. That yeah, happened. Yeah. Oh, Team photo. Oh. And they're like, why, why should I take a photo with you two overpaid bums? You are forgetting one in your own backyard that was awesome. Michael Westbrook and Stephen yeah. Davis. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right. That one was awesome. <laughs> now, it was said that it started because of a gay, gay slur. slur. Yeah. Yes, okay. Yeah, that's the report of it back then, yeah. Basically, Michael Westbrook, a wide receiver out of Colorado. Pretty good player back very in the day. Very good one, too. Yeah, uh, very good wide jump, receiver. Colorado. Jump Stephen Davis, kind of a boxy, upright running back, who was also pretty good. Stephen Davis out of Aub. Uh, Auburn, yep, you're right. And he jumped him in practice uh, because I guess someone was, you know, making some remarks that were out of line, and it was bad. I mean, Stephen Davis got his ass kicked, but then again, he got Pearl Harbor, so what are you going to do, right? And this happened way back in 93, I want to say, so you're talking about pre-explosion of the internet and everything, pre-internet entirely. I mean, something like that today would be blown up way out, so out of proportion, wouldn't it be funny? Yeah. Because there was one camera crew there for it, and they caught like the aftermath of it. They didn't catch the initial jumping of him, but yeah, it was it was bad. Okay, other great fights. Who was oh Mitch Blood Green and Mike Tyson outside of Dapper Dan's in New York City? <laughs> yeah, ding yes. ding ding, a haberdashery in which yes. Mitch Blood Green sees Mike Tyson. This is not even scripted. This was not even hype. This was like. Holy shit, there's the guy I'm going to box in a few weeks. He jumps over a car, dents the hood, and starts a melee trying to fight Mike Tyson right on the street. Yes. Okay. That, that, and and the, do you have the audio from – because that, that great audio. Okay. Mitch Blood Green uh, talking about what happened. It is hysterical. By the way, Mitch Blood Green got knocked out in like three rounds when they fought. So Everyone, everyone did. Everyone did, and except for – well. Except for one guy. Well, right. Everyone did until it went south 
uh, for yeah. Mike Tyson, sadly. For him, but why do that? Just say don't get mad, get even, you know, so I'll do it the right way. I really don't want to press charges because it's really, you know, ludicrous. This was Mike oh, Tyson man. and Mitch Green talking about the fight in a press oh, conference setting. What? Mitch, Mitch Blood Green, and, and though you got, people are listening, the, the, the vision of his eye, which is like eight sizes bigger than what it was because Mike Tyson dotted it. But oh. Mitch Blood Green saying, I got the best of them. No, you didn't, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. Exactly. Uh, I can't find the street fight. Oh, wait. Mike Tyson, Mitch Green street fight footage, very rare. 2.5 oh, million views. No, right. I, haven't, I haven't had a fight, like a street fight in seven years. And I, was, I was scared and I was getting paranoid because it was so close. He kept getting close to me. And I mean, so I defended myself. Who threw the first punch here? He did. He sucker punched me. Because <laughs> he was friends. You know, and now. Uh, when he hit me, and I said, I couldn't even get a chance to get to him like I wanted to, because everybody was like, putting me, you know, holding me, like, so he could get away from me. So he get away. You know, they don't, they don't recruit the, the best and the brightest to boxing in general. It, it still is a sport for the common man. Tough or, way to make a living. It is a tough way. It's like, hey, oh. do you got a brain and, and can you throw a punch? Okay, here, put these gloves on. All right, no. your first <laughs> fight's going to be against this guy. Good luck. Basketball, I'm thinking. Well, besides malice at the malice at the palace, that's that's the the greatest that, one ever. But that's, that really no, is nothing can top that. Well, that be, well, when the when the Boston Bruins and Mike Milbury, oh Mike Milbury, went into the stands too. against the Rangers and started to remove the shoes from the businessman fans and beating them over the head with their that own was shoes. A great one, pretty that's, good. What about? Kent Benson and Kareem. Uh, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, Jerry Seesting versus Ralph Sampson. Didn't he bite him or something yeah, like that? Yeah, there was a bite in there on one of those Rudy, fights. Rudy Tomjanovich, yeah. Kermit Washington. Uh, how about Brian Greasy getting dotted at a barbecue when he was a Denver Bronco quarterback and they claimed it was he fell down running down his driveway? You, I remember, we were on the air that day. Yep. And you said, what do you think happened? Brian comes running down. This is uh, whoever's here. Whoever's here. Yay. Yeah. Hey, hey look. <laughs> Javon Walker's here. Javon yeah, Walker's right, here. Right, Yay. Right. right. Yeah. yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, right. Oh, boy. The funny stuff that happens. Well, uh, there's your uh, quick run through uh, all-time fights. Uh, we'll see if Michael Thomas is back next week. A lot of us fantasy owners need him in the lineup ASAP. So there you go. You better, you better get Chase Claypool on your roster. You should have had him. Okay, let's talk Chase Claypool because I teased it before you came on. I said, great new nickname, Mapletron. Have you heard that nickname, Mapletron? Because he's, he's from Canada yeah. and he yes. just went off. So another Steeler wide receiver. They have not drafted a wide receiver in the first round, and yet there's this long list of impactful wideouts who have come through Pittsburgh in the last 10 years. It's an incredible list. You want to go through them? Uh, let me see. Wait a minute. Antonio um, Brown. And, okay. Uh, wait a minute. Wait, you know, are you starting with Plaxico? Because he was – well, Plaxico was the first round. So was the guy, the, the, uh, the guy from Clemson, Martavis Bryant. He was the second round. Um, oh, my God. The guy uh, – uh, he's on the – New Orleans Saints right now was with Denver last year. Help me out. 
I'm God looking. Damn. I'm looking right now. Sorry, I'm not thinking. I'm looking. I scrambled to go get I'm, the Pittsburgh I, Steelers draft history. I should have pulled the tweet. Somebody mentioned all the Steeler wide receivers, many of whom the best ones were not first round picks. James yeah, but, James mean, Washington, yeah. Oklahoma State. He's not going to be around much longer. 2018. Like two other guys better. Than uh, Deontay Johnson, who's killing it out of Toledo, third round pick. Can't say healthy though. That's another problem. Okay, fair enough on that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, wide receivers. Juju was a second round pick. Second round pick. By the way, how are you on Juju right now? I, I said last year when when uh, Mr. Brown left that Juju is not a number one. Juju was a great college wide receiver. Yeah, I'm talking one of the best I've ever seen. But he doesn't have breakaway speed, but he's physical, right? So he can beat the jam. But he's a he's a number two. Yeah, and when he, he was a, a number two number with two. when he was a number two with Antonio, he looked like world beaters. When Antonio was gone. He got double covered, got bracketed. There you go. Uh, Martavis Bryant was a fourth-round pick. Smoked himself out of the league. Remember, remember Dry Archer out of Kent State? I kid He was it's too Dree, small. Dree Archer, Dree right? Archer, D-R-I, he Dry small, yeah. Archer. He was a tiny guy. He was listed. 5'7". Right? <clears throat> something like that, yeah. Little fella. Uh, Marcus Wheaton, third-round pick in 2013. I'm really going back a ways now. He gone here and there. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, what? the the Steelers. Why do you think of the wide receiver for for the Saints? All right, hold on, he's, hold on. Drafted, like the nut. drafted by the Steelers or no? Yeah, drafted by the. He was with the Denver last year. Why am I drawing a blank? Uh, oh. oh my god! Not James wait. Washington. No. Saints. Not, hold up. Wait a wait a minute. I'm in their draft history. Not. I'm looking at the wide receivers drafted by you guys. Then he went to Marcus Ayers. No. Don't remember him. Sammy no. Coates. No, I'm already down. Sammy to Coates was actually okay. Okay, I'm down to 2015. Yeah. I think you might be misremembering as uh, <clears throat> Roger Clemens once said of Andy Pettit on Capitol Hill. <laughs> misremember. So four and zero, first time since '79. Feeling pretty good about it, pretty good about your Steelers. Uh, I think they're better than the Ravens. And do you think they're better than the Chiefs? No. Okay. Chiefs. I think that Chiefs, Chiefs had a hiccup. Oh, okay. I was gonna say the Chiefs bled this week. Yeah, Human. But it was just, that, that was a hiccup. Speaking of bleeding, Tommy Pham stabbed outside a strip club in San Diego. The Padres star outfielder, lucky to be alive. Uh, he was coming outside the strip club. It was about ten thirty at night, so at least it wasn't super late. Two well, guys, two guys were arguing and fighting right around his car. He's like, "Hey, man, step away from the car." Next thing you know, a guy steps to him with a blade. And it could have gone a lot worse. There's pictures of it, blood all over the place. What's the lesson? Nothing good happens after midnight. It wasn't after midnight. That's the thing, though. It's ten thirty. The lesson okay. is, it's just Wait a fucking, a it's just a fucking car. The who person leaves a, who leaves a strip club at ten thirty. That's <laughs> he, a little odd. He might have been going to get a phone charger. <laughs> or the wings. <laughs> who oh, knows? Way, the bigger shock, to, said- the bigger shock to me that it was there was a strip club in San Diego, California in a state that is still pretty hard locked down, that was fucking open. That shocked me. Very good point. Emmanuel Sanders is who I was thinking of. Also drafted by the Steelers. He was? Yes, he was. What year? Because uh, it's he not been, listed he might have. Emmanuel Sanders might have been a free agent. I mean, a, a, a free agent out of college. But he oh. was on the... I mean, yes, Emmanuel Sanders was, was on the uh, Steelers Super Bowl team. You're right. Uh, 2010 yeah. goes to 2010. He's 33. Yeah. That's why I didn't go back far enough. Basically, I stopped okay. at 2012. Right. There Enough you go. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. 
Anyway, so the whole Tommy Pham thing, it's like you're an athlete and you're thinking, fuck these two chuckleheads fighting in front of my car. They're going to scratch it up. They're going to dent it up. I'm an athlete. I'm maybe not the biggest dude in the world. I'm a baseball player. So I'm going to tell hey. them. What? I'm a baseball player. What? Hey. Well, you're not. Okay. And you tell them, get the fuck away from my car. Guess what? You don't know if they got a blade. You don't know if they got a gun. You don't know how high they are. You true. don't know how bad a day they've had. You don't know how oh, long true. their rap sheet or how many times they've been in and out of prison that they've been. It, once again, pays to go, whoop, someone fighting near my car. You know what? I'll go back in the strip club for a little bit, and I'll come on out. And that's why I have a little thing called insurance. Or I get security quickly. There you go. That's the other one. Yeah, get him away. Security, it's okay <laughs> don't to be... call for security. <clears throat> right. You don't have to feel like you're a bitch to do that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Haskins. Let's go. Yeah. I've said on this podcast many times, Dwayne Haskins, Haskins it was a horrible pick. It was a horrible quarterback so far. But, but. Can, can we agree? The optics look kind of bad for Washington. Well, forget the optics. The actual mechanics of it are bad because okay, we're now we're now I was going to say that yeah, yeah. We're, we're we're fucked i i don't think if you're going on the whole angle of black quarterback doesn't get a shot in washington i don't know if you can play that card because we've had plenty of black quarterbacks and they've gotten lots of shots robert got shot after shot after shot jason campbell jason campbell is drafted doug williams is a senior executive in the organization and a super bowl hero but, so, but but back to back with Robert and that's what that's, that's what I'm saying. Those well, optics look he could have been handled better. Well, here's the thing: they say they let it leak out that he wasn't put in the work. They, they they let it leak out that he was not. Apparently, now they can get this. These teams know how much time you're spe- you're spending studying film because they give you an iPad with a security on it with a password. Oh, the on usage it. time. Yeah, yeah. So they fucking know. Like I would be so pissed if I was a player. I was like, God damn fucking eye in the sky they 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 i can't cheat this thing you know maybe you give it to a a, a buddy of yours that doesn't know anything about football and just say here and just stays on it yeah <laughs> just scroll these plays over and over again for six hours really six hours yeah i want you to be up until 3 a.m do it here's a hundred bucks I, uh, I'd actually do it, and I'd go to Haskins. I I'd be like, say, I'd, I'd like Twain, Twain, yeah. you're missing, you're missing the wham route that's over the middle in cover two. It's obvious. I don't know where you're looking here. I want to go over this. I made some notes here. Thank you for the assignment, by the way. <laughs> He's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so yeah, it's completely fucked, and they have to, he, they're gonna have to cut him within the end of the month. By the time the trade deadline comes, because he has very little value now, they're gonna have to cut him. Watch. Hear me now, believe me later. And the Alex Smith thing. I almost made Alex Smith my fuck that guy for not immediately retiring again after or retiring after the game to say I did it. I came back. I played. It wasn't pretty, but I proved it. My wife and beautiful kids were in the stands, and I know I'm really not where you need to be to play in this league full time, and I know that my contract's coming to an end at the end of this year. So I I say to the Redskins, thank you very much. I'm moving on. That's what would, that's what a sensible person should have done. But no, it, he's selfish. Sorry. Ooh. Sorry. It was like watching it was like watching a car crash. Every time he dropped back, I would like cover my eyes. Yes. Aaron, Aaron Donald was jumping on him like <laughs> jumped on his like, back. Yeah, it was just it it was uncomfortable. 
but that's that's how I feel about Alex Smith. And I'm sorry, but that's my genuine opinion. These quarterbacks, they don't care about anyone else, and they think delusionally. That's why Mark Brunel stayed on so long. And I learned that you can't ask him, hey, is it time maybe you told the coach, put in the other guy? Quarterbacks will never say that. And so Alex is doing what he thinks is best for him. He's like, fuck it, I worked this hard to come back and play. I got a coach who's delusional, who's going to let me play, and he's already buried the number one pick, (laughs) uh, who is a starter, deep on the depth chart. They're going to have to cut him soon. Fuck it, I'm playing. What do I care? I've already risked my (laughs) leg already. I'm playing. But he can't move. He can't run. He pushes off with that right leg, and it's like it's in quicksand. He's going to really hurt himself. Yeah, he'll get he'll get another injury. I don't know if it's going to be the same leg, but it'll be a knee or an ankle or a rib or an arm or something or a concussion, probably, probably concussion. He'll be so slow, he'll get lit up, he'll get a concussion, and then that will be that. And then where's everyone going to be about, oh, what a great story it is. We'll be on our yes. fifth quarterback this year. It'll be another year with five QBs ending with Mark Sanchez. Yay. Will you suck enough to get the number one nope. pick? Currently in a so, in a in, so a, in a nine way tie for third place, so four, actually point? nine way tie for fourth place. I think nine way, seven way, eight way, something like that. It's going to be tough. I don't think I don't think the Jets are winning a game. Well, maybe they'll win a game. Giants oh, might win a game. Well, Adam Gates is going to be fired soon, so they may not win a game after that. Well, no, they'll play hard for the new coach because no. everybody hates Adam Gates. Le'Veon Bell, by the way, on the trading block. Bill, o- yeah, right. I think we should trade Dwayne for Le'Veon, just for a total farce that it is. So there you go, Dwayne, Dwayne for Le'Veon. Let's do it. I know that the salaries don't match up at all, but what the hell? Just get you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Bill let's O'Brien gone. Uh, Dan Quinn gone. Adam Gase, you're next. Matt Patricia, you're next. Get ready. The firing train is coming, boys. Like, it's not like not even Black Monday because everybody be gone by the time the end of the season. <laughs> right. So it'd be like, you know, no coaches to fire. I could <clears throat> not hate any coach more than I hate Matt Patricia. Yeah. He is so hateable and so unlikable. He's very arrogant. Ta- That's the thing. Came in talking cash shit yeah. that we needed to change the culture. Culture was 9-7 and seven before you got there. By the way, the GM needs to be fired also. Quinn, and that is – and then yeah. is in yeah he needs to go too. All right, uh, LeBron James saying I want my damn respect too. How'd you so take that one? Sick of that. I heard that and I immediately <laughs> shut the TV off, turned over and said I'm going to bed. See, ya. I, I'm so sick of. Wouldn't who has said LeBron is not one of the top three greatest players in NBA history? Who's not said that? I don't Nobody. know. Nobody I don't... said that. I know, but here's the here's a funny thing. I bet LeBron is looking at Jordan and watched the documentary on him and said, Jordan invented all these slights to motivate him. I'm just doing the same thing. But here's the deal. Jordan did all that under the water level, under the surface, right? You didn't really know about it. You didn't know you didn't know about the LeBron for Smith story. Until years later, you know? Right. So he used it as internal motivation. The, the classic meme now everyone keeps putting out is that picture of Jordan in the documentary saying, and I took that personally. <laughs> Whatever it is. So here, here's a good email from Mark Freeman. He said, uh, I'll remember this quote by Walter Payton. Quote, when you're good at something, you tell everyone. When you're great at something, they'll tell you. Thank you. Boom. And I'm I'm sick of people like Nick Wright 
Oh, God. Trying, trying to push this. This <laughs> LeBron is the greatest narrative, and they have to have up all these little, you know, analytical stats. I heard somebody today say the reason why Jordan is the GOAT is because he took basketball. Before Jordan got there, you, you had to have a 6'11", 7-foot center to win. And he right. was a 6'6", wing player, wing 210. Right. Or not even that then. And he won like that. So that changed the whole narrative, and that's why he's the GOAT. Yeah. All right, one thing real quick before we get to FTG. New iPhone announced on Tuesday, 5G with download speeds up to 4 gigabytes per second. And I said, 4? That's not very – and I go, <gasps> gigabytes per second. Normally, 100 megabytes per second is really good fiber optic speed. Four fucking gigabytes of download speed in 5G? I know I'll believe it when I see it and whether or not I get it out here in the hinterlands, but holy shit, I'm in for this thing. I'm buying one as soon as they come out. You? I'm fine with my 4G. I'm okay. I'm good. I'm saving my money for the PS5. Oh, yeah. Are you in on that? I think I'm in on that. Okay. I need to call call Charch and have him give me the spec rundown and everything like that. Charch will give give me the rundown for sure. I'll make a big purchase like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, You know, the, the shape factor of the iPhone 12, they've got three models. The iPhone Pro Max, which is the biggest screen they've ever had. It's fucking huge. The iPhone Pro the iPhone 12 Pro, and then they've got the iPhone 12 Pro Mini, which is a smaller version of the phone. And it's got the sort of the non-tapered edges. The edge of the phone looks like it's the old iPhone 5 or iPhone 4, which I'm not sure if you give a shit about. But anyway. All right, well, when I see you next, excuse me, when I see you next, uh, we'll stand there side by side, and I'll show you my 5G, and I'll download a really heavy file of like agricultural tables from the U.S. Department of uh, Agriculture and, and I'll right. do it so much faster than you. Yeah. Actually, I'll be downloading porn faster than you. I was going to say, you know that. downloading course, exactly, something from right. Pornhub. Yes. <laughs> exactly. All right, here we go. FTG, get ready to watch the ground shake. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, who gets the FTG of the week for you, Jay? Zach Taylor, head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> okay. Losing 27 nothing to the Ravens. They had the ball inside the 10 with like 50 seconds to go. Fourth and two. Instead of going for the touchdown, he said, I just got to get some points and kicked a meaningless field goal just so he wouldn't get shut out. <laughs> I'm like, by the way, we can, we're going to add him to the list of uh, coaches fired in three years, too. What what did he say afterwards? I didn't know that. I did not know that was the case. I I didn't I didn't hear him say anything about. I didn't. He probably said we, we need moral victories. Probably what they all say on oh stupid stuff God. like that. That's, I don't know if he said that. That's what I'm. Guessing that's bad. Twenty seven nothing. Fourth and two at the what yard line? They were like inside the ten. Oh my God! How much time left in the game? Like fifty seconds. It, it, it was it was under a minute. So he could have either went for it mm. and got the you know touchdown, but he said no. I don't want to not. Be, I don't want to be shut out. So I'm going to kick a field goal here. Yeah, to Zach Taylor. What do you say? Fuck that guy. My fuck that guy goes to one Zach Granke. 
Oh, this is Zach Day. Granky said, yeah, it is Zach Day. Zach Taylor, Zach Granky Was asked about no fans in the stands. Said Zach, quote, for me, it's nice not having fans in the stands because there's no one trying to talk to you or ask for autographs or wanting to take pictures and all that stuff. I don't like any of that stuff. Hey, dickweed, this is part of being a millionaire athlete, you douchebag. Sorry if you got social anxiety. I was going to say. I don't care. I know, I know. Fuck Zach Cranky to the moon. This is what pays your salary. Screw on a smile. Go to a therapist. And don't, and if you feel this way, don't fucking admit it. Hey, Zach, (laughs) fuck this guy. (laughs) All right, Jay. Great run. Very quickly, very quickly. So next Tuesday. Yeah. Where if we did the the uh, the, the van cast, where, where would it be? Where would it be? Because Sterno said if it was a place that we could do it close to him, he's in. He's gotten clearance from Master Tony. He's gotten clearance. Yes. Uh, Rockville, Maryland. Is that close enough to everybody? Boom. We're done. Boom. Yeah. Done. Tuesday okay. night special van cast. Me, notorious J A Y. And Nigel from the famous Tony Kornheiser podcast in the van, no holds barred. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> and he did say, "Can we bury and kill people?" I said, "There'd be no other way. There'd be no other way." <laughs> Bring all your chainsaws and your axes, my friend. <laughs> That's right. It's gonna get bloody. All right, Jay. I'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks, bud. Bye, bye now. Oh, holy shit! I'm excited for that now. That's big. The Sterno is going to come and just kill people. We'll end on this today. These senators are too fucking old. And I mean that R's, D's, I's, all of them. 70 should be a cutoff in a sane world. 80 would be nice, but we got a shitload of them over 80 years old. And they are as dumb as a box of rocks. Of course, we're the ones who put them there somehow. Free citizens casting votes. Probably the system that is hopelessly rigged so that once you're in, you're in. And it's hard to get kicked out. But we keep voting for them. Like I said, the R's, the D's, and the I's. How about a new cutoff age? Would anyone be for that? I know if we can't get term limits, which I would love, how about 70? How about 75 at least? So that way you know, this is not a forever thing. At some point, you're going to be out. The Amy Cohen Barrett hearings were so laughable in the way that Democratic senators were trying to trip her up in one way or another. One of them asked if she had notes she was reading from. She held up a blank notepad. I mean, you never ask, like, ah, watch this, gotcha. Where are you getting all this information about these cases you're so effortlessly citing? Uh, my head? You sure? What's on that note? And then she holds it up. Cory Booker asked her to denounce white supremacy. She has two adopted black children. And then this one from Senator Maisie Hirono of Hawaii. This one is an all-timer. They really went there on the fitness of nominees for a lifetime appointment to the federal bench or to any of the other uh, positions uh, for any of the committees on which they appear. Uh, I ask each nominee these two questions and I will ask them of you. Uh, 
Since you became a legal adult, have you ever made unwanted requests for sexual favors or committed any verbal or physical harassment or assault of a sexual nature? No, Senator Hirono. Have you ever faced discipline or entered into a settlement related to this kind of conduct? No, Senator. Judge Barrett, do you think it is appropriate? (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, yeah. No, she was out there harassing the shit out of people. First of all, the question is, I ask this of every nominee to make sure they are fit for the job. You think anyone's going to go, oh, yeah, there was that time I did offer to uh, gazoink somebody's kerflavin so I could get a promotion. Should that, does that count? Was that wrong? Should I not have done that? Yet they have to ask it. Or they don't have to. They choose to ask it as if it's going to be some kind of, I don't know what they think it's going to be other than laughably stupid. I think even if you're a Democrat, even if you are appalled that another conservative Republican is headed for the Supreme Court, even you can say, yeah, that's some dumb shit right there. Today's hearing was an embarrassment to Democrats trying to trip her up, if they're capable of embarrassment, because she's somebody who's 30 years younger than they are and 100 IQ points higher, had no notes, and they had long notes, and they stumbled through their questions, and they just got owned. I mean, it's a joke. It'd be like me trying to, I don't know, fight off a cougar with a rock. Be ugly. And it's not enough that lawmakers are old. If they're old, it's not enough that, I should say that not enough that lawmakers are old but humble or old and yet they delegate much of what they do to younger, more spry staffers. Kind of like when coaches in college football get to a certain age and they're like the coach emeritus and the assistants do all the heavy lifting. No, our politicians, again, R's, D's, and I's, all those assholes and asshole women's, ass women's. They're also arrogant as fuck. They're so arrogant. Nancy Pelosi, the queen of it. This was a stunning exchange because you know when CNN starts to fire on you, then you know it's going badly. Here is Wolf Blitzer, Wolf, 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 Wolf Blitzer, and Nancy Pelosi on the state of Americans without work, closed businesses, trying to feed their families. Take a listen. About me, it's about millions of Americans who can't put food on the table, who can't pay the rent. And we represent them. And we represent them. Getting by these long food lines that we're seeing. I know you are. We know them. I'm I'm just saying. We represent them and we know them. As we We say. We know them. We represent them. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good, as they say. It is nowhere near perfect. Madam Speaker. Always the case, but we're not even close to the good. All right. Let's see what happens because every day is critically, critically important. Thanks so much Thank for joining us. Thank you for your us. sensitivity to yeah. our constituents' needs. Oh, here comes the sarcasm. I am sensitive to them because I see them on the street begging for food, begging for money. Madam Speaker, thank you, you so much. Have you fed them? We feed them. We feed them. <laughs> Do you feed them some of your $12 a pint ice cream that you showed off in your... $4,000 freezer, early pandemic, nan nan. We'll continue this conversation down the road. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> Queen nan nan with the illegal maskless hair blowout and the $12 ice cream getting snippy at Wolf Blitzer. Do you feed them? We feed them. Okay. And people love her. People love her. And that, my friends, is democracy. As H.L. Mencken once said, the idea that the public knows what they want and they're going to get it good and hard. 
All right, reminder, this is not a full-blown recap of everything that is happening in the world of sports and beyond in a 24-hour period. It is a supplement. It is off-road stuff. It is things that otherwise aren't appropriate for any platform other than my fucking platform, which this is. If you like it, spread the word. If you don't, unsubscribe and go on your merry way. If you're really angry and triggered, write me a fuck you email and I'll read it and then delete it. But whatever you want to do is fine by me. Six to nine on the game in MKE, three to six on 980 in DC. You know where to find me. Thanks for listening. Have a great Wednesday and we will see you next time. Hey, Zabe here from my bookie, the official sports book of the Zabecast. Real payouts, real customer service, absolutely rock-solid place to get your sweet action on when it comes to sports. What a glorious time we're in right now. NFL is going, college football is going, about to add in the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Baseball playoffs are here every single night. There is no shortage of games to watch or bet on, and you need to get on with my bookie. Whatever it is you like to bet. Lay low and then wham, hit them with a big right hook of a bet or maybe just dabble or have a little bit here, a little bit there. Do it from your phone. It's so convenient. Play some parlays, underdog parlays. Make meaningless games meaningful for you by putting a little something-something on it. And go to mybookie.com to do it. When you sign up, use the promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to a thousand bucks. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start in your winning season. Read the rules and regulations so you understand how the bonus payout works, and you're on your way. Promo code ZABE to claim that bonus when you make your deposit. Stacked UFC cards, the Masters coming up, presidential prop bets. Oh, it is sweet action all over the place. MyBookie.com, the official and reputable and rock solid sports book of this, the ZABEcast. <laughs>